Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And I am back in the booth with Ken and Zoe. Fellas, what up? What's good? What's good? What's going on, Tiger Nation? What's up, V Corey C and Zoe? What's happening? What's up, Ken? What's up, Corey C, the super producer? What up, V? I love family. (laughs) What's the word, fellas? What's good? What's good? It's August. Man, it's almost that time, brother. I mean, we had a long offseason, long summer, and we right down, right, right, right around the corner, man, from some football, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Almost Miami time. Hey, man. Woke up every day since November. Well, sorry, December. Woke up as a champion every day. I'm good. One more month left to kick off. Waking up a champion, going to bed a champion, and it's almost time to defend that championship, right? I can't say it. You know, it's 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 almost that time. Ball camp is already on the way, as we know. And so before mm-hmm. you know it, you'll be getting that notification on your phone from your airline telling you to go ahead and check in, right? For that flight to the MIA 305. I know y'all can't wait for it. Can't wait, man. Can't wait, man. I'm going to get that <laughs> yeah, early, man. man. Yeah. Absolutely. Big season ahead. And we, before we can move ahead to this upcoming season, we have to look back. We have to reflect on last season. It was a magical season, historic season. As you know, records were broken. Droughts ended. But if you look back at last season and really dissect it, there were two things, for me at least, that I can't help but notice. Two things really stand out. All right, number one. There were quite a few close games. Some games we didn't break open until the second half, and some went all the way down to the wire. Too close for comfort, but had my heart pounding. Obviously, we were able to prevail each time. But if you go back to Shadur Sanders, his viral words at the Swag Media Day, I'm talking about 2021, last season, not this most recent mm. Swag Media Day, but 2021. I know you guys can hear his voice right now as I mention it. What were those words? Oh, what, what did Shadur famously say? It equates to it a equates blowout. To a blowout. All right, now let's look at that. Now, granted, we did go undefeated. We swept through the SWAC championship, but some would argue, especially the detractors, the haters, right? They'll say, well, the team didn't really back up his words because of those close games. So, yeah, we won, but we weren't that dominant team that should, should do it. It seemed like he was boasting about that SWAC media day. And then number two, of course, the elephant in the room, and this will be our last time touching on it, the unfinished business. Let me say that again slowly, unfinished finished finish keyword finished business we didn't finish the job and the reason why i stress the word finish is because that's all you hear from the staff from the players well you hear two things right when we're talking about this season you hear every coach every player in every interview what's the common theme they say this season we want to be dominant or we want to dominate which we weren't last season which we didn't do last season and what's the other word finish we want to finish which we didn't do last season so let's talk about it. Is this the season? This the is this the year? Will we be dominant and will we finish the deal? Most definitely. Um, all the ingredients are there. Um, everything is set up for us to have uh, a dominant season, uh, one that we haven't seen in decades. Um, 
The recipe is there. Everything lined up. We have the, you know, you have the number of returning starters coming back. You know, then you mentioned the recruiting class we we brought in. Mm -hmm. Then the upgraded talent, which we'll get into in a few minutes. You know, cohesion with the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Upgrades within the coaching staff, but then upgrade with the talent in the room as well. So, um, yeah, everything's there. I agree. I agree. I think um, um, when you lose and you lose the way we lost, I think you Mm -hmm. get – a um you get a a a a a real breakdown of 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 what you need to do to address uh some needs coach prime has been very adamant about talking about the things that it seems like he knows his team now if you go and follow him from the beginning all the way to now he has the pulse of his team um yeah (laughs) and he's been able to dissect it and from what he has said to us and what we've gathered is he's been able to build it up. And now we're just waiting to see. I won't go. I won't repeat everything Zoe just said because I'm right in line mm-hmm. with him. But now it's time for us to go and see if everything that, that he and his coaching staff has uh, some seemingly addressed, we're going to see if it's going to play out that way. But I absolutely uh, believe exactly what Zoe just said. I think it's right for the take. And I think this is going to be a year that we're going to see some things that we ain't never seen before. And to one point, the coaching staff, man, they've they've seen it at the highest level. So you kind of mm-hmm. got to trust these guys. They told us some things, and we kind of had to go out there as Tiger Nation and say, okay, we're going to believe you. But then when you see a SWAC championship, Lavin and two record, like you said, we didn't finish the celebration bowl. But now you look at what they're saying about this team, it's like, okay, okay, if what they're saying is going to be true, we're going to be dominant, and I expect the team to finish. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's look at it. We talked about – not being dominant last season, wanting to be dominant this season. So if we are going to be dominant, let's take a look at the reasons why we were not dominant last season. So I'll start off. This is, the again, elephant in the room, as, as I said earlier. The mm-hmm. thing that comes to mind when you talk about last year's team, right, the offensive line. So let's talk about it. The offensive line was not or contributed to us not being as dominant. If we want to do it, if we want to reach those goals and hit those milestones that we're talking about this year, obviously it will have to be much improved. So let's just talk about that offensive line. What are we seeing from a standpoint of that offensive line get to the next level? Well, you know, looking at where we finished off with the O-line to where we are right now, we've obviously upgraded, you know what I'm saying, per man, you know, just the, the, the talent level in the room um, by a great scale at that. But also bear in mind, when we look at the last year's team, you know, we brought in quite a few players, mm-hmm. but we also had some players that didn't actually make it. Then we had some attrition on top of that. Mm-hmm. And then you have injuries on top of that, you know, because if you actually go into that celebration bowl, you know, we had third stringers playing in that game. And, you know, uh, couple that with, you know, bringing in, you know, a new offensive coordinator, you know, just before the announcement of the game, you know, equals to, you know, saying some um, – and, and no cohesion uh, – within that line contributed to, you know, saying bad play, but segueing into this year, you know, significantly upgraded talent. Also just mentioning two players in particular, you know, when we mentioned, well, three, you know, when you mentioned Tyler Brown, who I believe is going to go. Wait, 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 wait. So you but mean on top Saturday, of that, Sunday you in add, Miami? Cause we played Miami on a Sunday. <laughs> you, you say he's good. He's no, we, well, he, well, in that case, he, well, well, in that case, he's going to go from Sunday <laughs> Miami to Sunday like, so for the that's Dolphins. That's your take on Tyler Bryant. That's the NFL player. Okay. All right. We have oh, it on record. Sure. We, we sure. have it on record. Like You're passing on his word. Coach. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But then you, you add to that, you add uh, Zach Bro at center 
and then Evan Henry at guard. And then the thing I like about having Evan Henry and Zach Bro mm-hmm. is that they're former teammates, so there's mm-hmm. already some natural cohesion there. And that's the and that's the center and that's the you know the the center of the lines. Uh, also, you talk about Adams Willard Patrick, you know, saying you got Debo, and we have a host of other guys. Plus, you know, not everybody left. You know, we felt the guys who were add some quality depth, they're still there, retained, you know, retained, you know, to add to this team. Um, and you like Coach Prime mentioned it. You know, you're gonna have basically a whole new starting five coming in on the O line. There's height there, there's great wealth there, and there's great movement with those players I agree. as well. So I agree wholeheartedly. Man, I mean, if you go through what just mentioning the players that Zoe just mentioned, um, like I said, Coach Markinson comes out and says, Coach Prime tells him, go get 10, right? Go get your 10. Uh, mm-hmm. We know that the offensive line, the thing about last season, Corey, is that we we didn't dominate. We had a dominant defense. The offense, we wouldn't say was dominant. We had a couple of games where right, we had right. flashes. Uh, but when you have a you know QB1 right. being the freshman of the year, uh, all swag, superstar caliber talent and you 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 look at the progression from the beginning of the season to the end of the season he was basically running for his life <laughs> he got sacked quite a bit um and he lost trust in his o-line and he, and that actually reared his ugly head in the celebration bowl and it led to some some very critical turnovers that like i said we won't we won't go too much into that but um we all know what happened but when then when you go into like this recruiting cycle you look at the players that they brought in and then us being former recruiting guys, you want to look at the offers that these guys had, the interests of the other programs that they had. Um, he mentioned Tyler Brown. I, I agree with Zoe. You know, yep. he definitely has what it takes, barring no injuries or anything, to get to that next level and play on Sundays. But when you look at what he did when he was on the field, he was on the field playing for a ULL under Coach Napier, who had one of the, nation, the nation's uh, leading rushing attack. And we mm-hmm. all know that having a good running attack is going to actually open it up even more so for Shador. So uh, when you just kind of dissect all the players as a collection of what we brought in and you look at the turnover, we lost a lot of players that was on the roster from last year. Uh, and I like Zoe's point, not an excuse. There was a lot of injuries on that. We, we Even going into the spring game, we didn't, we didn't even have a center that was healthy. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what they've done, um, you know, we just brought in another young man out of high school that's going to be projected to play center. Now we're sitting probably around four centers. We're about three players deep at each position interchangeably. I think uh, they'll have mm-hmm. a, a great opportunity during camp to find a unit that'll, that'll be able to communicate a five as one. And to Zoe's point, hey, if Zach Bro and Evan Henry start off on, on the O-line, there's some cohesion there. Like I say, a lot, with the couple that with a, a Tyler Brown, Demetri Jordan, who's a, a former starter, but to coach my last point to coach's final words uh, recently, uh, he stated that we could very well see a starting lineup on the O line, and ne- neither one of those players played a snapper or a down for Jack State mm-hmm. last year. So you can see a totally new O line, and I think that I think that what they've done it'll show itself when the season starts. Mm-hmm. So so what does that mean for the running game? Because if you go back to the conversations last year, the on Facebook, on Twitter, in the barbershop, when we talked about Jackson State and the struggles, obviously most people started with the O-line. But some people mm-hmm. questioned the running game. So the debate was, well, is it the, run, is the running game struggling because of the O-line or do we just not have the backs? So we've improved in that backfield. Obviously, you know, you lose the Peyton Pickett. But if you bring in a Savion Wilkinson, and then a lot of people aren't talking about this, but Tyson Alexander returning, we know he's oh, got it done. He's a proven back. So with the improvements and the addition to Got the old wheels. line, coupled with the improvement 
we, we hope to be what well, we hope to be improvements to the offensive line. What's that going to mean for the offense? Well, the offense actually, I believe, is going to take a major step up. Uh, again, we're going to have a different change in philosophy. Uh, I think this offense will really play to the strength of the personnel that we actually have on the roster this year. But as well as when we mentioned the running backs, we have a great stable of running backs. We really do. Matter matter of fact, Coach Prime has said that on several occasions. You know, and again, um, it, it everything comes down to the O line. I mean, <clears throat> I mean that's the thing that's going to drive the offense. But also. Uh, a lot of people knew that we passed the ball quite a bit last year, but also bear in mind, we had 400 rushing attempts last year as a team. And also I think because we're going to pass the ball significantly, even though we did quite a bit last year as well, we're not looking in our running game because it's always going to be running back by committee. So we're not, we're never going to have a workhorse running back. That's going to get one care, you know, get 20 to 25 carries a game, but we don't have to have the type of rushing attack where we're getting 200 yards a game. You know, if we can get anywhere from 100 to 115, Mm -hmm. basically to keep a defense honest, that's really what Mm -hmm. we need. But we weren't able to establish that because, you know, we had short, we had, we had bad, you know, running lanes and we had short games. You know, we would have some games where we only had like 40, 50 yards rushing. And that worked to our Mm -hmm. detriment because it pretty much we became one dimensional. So again, we're not looking for a high power offense where we're going to run. We're getting, you know, 175, 200 yards. Now, if we're getting that, then obviously it's going to speak to the success that we're probably going to have. But if we could just get 100 yards from multiple running backs, that's going to be a great key to success for us. But uh, Deep running backs, running no, back. that's what a lot of people don't realize yeah, as well. as well. the sheer number of backs. Yeah, we got quite a few. I mean, nine, nine, right at about nine running backs. That's yeah, a lot. Nine, that's three nine. different units. That's three mm-hmm. separate uh, running back committees. And I, I, I like that. I mean, that seems to be the philosophy. But if you look at – you factor in the fact we got a new offensive coordinator, right? We got a new and improved offensive line. I think we got a – and we'll get there, but because we're talking about dominate, we'll get to that wide receiver core. I think the wide receiver – this wide receiver core is going to take some pressure off those running backs because this, the teams in the slacks going to have to make a decision. They're going to have to pick their poison. Now, I do feel like, based off what our new offensive coordinator, Coach Brett Bartoloni, has stated, is that they definitely want to establish the run. We have to be able to run the ball mm-hmm. because you don't want to be one-dimensional. You don't want to put all the pressure on Shador, and you don't want to have teams basically just stacking the box trying to take the run, uh, take it away from you. So what I'll say is this. I'm ecstatic to have Tyson Alexander back. That's one of my favorite uh, running backs. If you go back into his first season, he kind of he really jumped off the film when he would play. I mean, he was one of those backs that can get – that can kind of squeeze through uh, uh, the line and basically hit it, and, and, and he can break one right away. He got several games that he's played where he's broke runs where it didn't look like it was nothing there. He kind of made something out of nothing. One of the things that I would be a little critical of, of our running backs, um, and I won't say any names or whatnot because I don't want to single anyone out, but the thing that I kind of questioned was the vision. And I don't know if that was – did you question what you were seeing because maybe you didn't really trust the O-line. So, again, games are won and lost in the trenches. I think if you get good O-line play and a really good push up front, we're going to be okay. But 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 consider this, fellas. It's the type of running backs we got. We got mm-hmm. ground and pound. We got guys that got good hands. We got guys that good, got good vision, good elusiveness, good speed, good agility. I mean, Coach uh, Flea has a – Coach Gary Harrell has a, a slew of, 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 of just personnel that he could go to. Um, and I do feel like – based on the style of offense that we may play, those running backs are going to get a lot of carries that won't be Shador handing them the ball. I think he's going to get creative where he may 
do some swing passes, may do some uh, running back screens, and that's going to be a part of the running game in this yep. offense, and it's going to be an attack style. So we'll see. I do feel like we'll have a much, much more improved uh, running attack, and if that does, that bodes well for Shador, and it, don't, it bodes very much so well for this offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look, and we have to also mention that we have to highlight the fact that we have a conference leading returner you know, uh, transferring that's playing at Jackson State now to even add to the depth. When we mentioned Savion Wilson, bear in mind this guy is the leading returning right. rusher for the MEAC that's actually at Jackson State right and, now. So, and we, we, and he got it, he got it, and he got to crack that, that lineup. So you got that, it's a that competition. It's a battle it's a going battle. on, man. So you, you I'm, I'm curious walk, to see where he's going to be. You would think he would walk in a day one starter, right? But <laughs> every day, you got you to gotta keep proving yourself every single day, every single week, right? Try, try, told everybody. All right. Yeah, every day. So, okay, so we talked about, again, areas where we weren't dominant last season. So offensive line mm-hmm. obviously stands out. We talked about the running game. But what about the kicking game, right? That's an area where obviously we struggled. So in order for us to be dominant, that's going to be a phase of our, of the of the team as well that we're going to have to improve. So what's your take on the additions that we've made within the kicking game? Well, the first thing that stands out about the kicking game is, you know, mm-hmm. to highlight what we're talking about, close games, right? Well, how many games do we actually have if we had the kicking game? You know, one in particular. So. We win the ULM I, game with a good kicking I, game. I, that's that's, that's I, a good point. Matter of fact. That's okay. a good point. We we win, a, we win the ULM game with a good kicking game. The Delta State game is not close with a good kicking game. The uh, Southern game is not close with a good kicking game. You know, but to, to, uh, but again, Coach Prime, which he stated, you know, we, we've, we've strengthened our weaknesses. Man, when you factor in the punter that we just got in from Alabama, who's going to be the kickoff specialist as well as the punter, you know, they're targeting basically saying, hey, we're not going to allow anybody to come mm-hmm. uh, return kicks off kickoffs on us. So we're kicking. So we're playing field position right there. We're winning. So every kickoff is going out of bounds. Couple that with the fact that we have the best, the nation's best returner on our end. Plus, you got a, a freshman sensation in Kevin Coleman with a possible Willie Gaines on kickoff return. So that's an advantage for Jackson State. Also. We know that uh, kicking woes. Well, guess what? We bring in a freshman transfer kicker from yeah, Kentucky right. State who had a phenomenal freshman year um, and, 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 and experience. He was so that's one that we got for three years potentially. And then you bring in a high D2 kicking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you then you so you got some experience. One, we bring in one experienced kicker and then you bring in a freshman sensation who doesn't have any college experience yet right there behind them to push him and they can compete. And so, again, we know uh, Sam, I believe his name, Sam Justin from Alabama is going to have, like I said, the kickoff and punting duties. And then we still Lane have Burger. our old printer back uh, from last year. Who does a great and job. I, I got to give Lane. He does. And then yeah, he, he's done, he's done a, a good job. Yeah. And then now Beza. you add to that, Beza. you add Mata yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. I can't, uh, Byerza or Beza, Beza, I'm sorry. And Beza there. And like, so now you have – great uh, youth and we have experience coming in. So I would say definitely one, one position the, uh, that you team. didn't mention though is the long snapper. We got a transfer mm-hmm. long snapper in that came in from Southern. Where'd he come man, from? He looked like yeah. a linebacker ah. man, from, from, from that, from that, that, uh, that, that mustard in, 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 in Carolina blues school down, we, down we appreciate that, man. <laughs> so yeah. How, how often does Jack State in SU do business like that? Transfer in now. It's not too often. <laughs> hey man, we took that girl that yeah. blew off. But of yeah, him, to man. Zoe's point, man, that's a good that's a great point. I like the idea of um, you know, Johnson coming in from Alabama. Um, I think you 
you win the you, the kicking game. If you can win the kicking game, you, you if you dominate like Coach Prime wants to be dominant in all aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get a speaking of the celebration bowl, if you really go back and look at that game, fellas, um, you got to adopt your head off to Coach Buddy Pugh because he did a phenomenal job of taking our specialists. They flipped the field. They took they Isaiah Bolden out of the game. They made him obsolete. And they played a field position game. And game. Basically, it was basically a, a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. See who cracks and we, you know, mm-hmm. see who turns the ball over. And it, it, it fared well for him. But listen, to yeah, get two good it. kickers, I like I like this old point. You got a kicker that got college snaps, uh, had a really good percentage when it comes to extra points. I mean, how many extra points did we miss last year? I mean, those show should be gimmies, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to um, – a highly accurate, you know, extra point and at least twelve. And I want to say uh, a decent range, but his percent, his kicking percentage. I think he was six for eight. Baza, that is from actual field goals. But then you got Mata that comes in uh, out of Buford down by Zoe's way. Um, mm-hmm. I think powerhouse team, and I, I think powerhouse. I think uh, Coach Ricard has done uh, his homework and really d- brought in the players that he feel like is going to be able to address those woes. So I, I think for us though, as fans. We're going to need to see some kicks go through the uprights before we start to feel, ah, all right, man, we finally got a kick. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if we go out, if one of let's anyway, I'm going to leave that out. Because they go out there and miss the field goal, we're going to be like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. But I expect, I, I expect those, those, yeah. two, those, those two, um, those three actually to be great additions to, to this uh, special teams unit. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Let's talk about some areas where we were dominant, or at least we were, you know, we were solid that we've improved. You guys have been dying to talk about it. So let's just go ahead and put it out there. Let's talk about this wide receiver unit. I think everybody in SWAG, everybody in FCS is aware of this unit. So a team that was a unit that was solid last season got even better. And as deep as we were last season, this unit is even deeper. So how scary mm-hmm. is that going to be? I'll tell you how scary it is to sit here and know that we just lost a receiver that pretty much caught about 70 balls, had about six touchdowns. And, and, not only that, and we lost Quentin Newman, too. Thank you. Mr. Reliable. Yeah. He, he he was a safety safety valve yes, for, for the first yeah. half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and we're not going to even miss a beat. Man, look, I, look, let me go on record, man. I've been saying this since the beginning of last year. Like, man, Jackson State has hands down Uh-oh. the best wide receiver Uh-oh. room in all Uh-oh. of us, yes. But Jackson State – has a top five. Zo with the blue and white glasses, right? I didn't miss my words. I didn't stutter. Hey, call it what you want, but find a lie. <laughs> find a lie. Oh, well, Look, we have and we had the best receiver room in Mississippi. Uh, l- last sure. season, you said you gave it to Ole Mississippi Miss. Mississippi so State, no Miss. Too. Yes. Okay. Zo gonna have to break that down for man. sure. Don't, you know, go ahead and for sure. Break so it break it down. Like so, put something behind. I mean, so when you when you, when you Look, man, you you essentially got you essentially got two five stars okay. at receiver and Kevin Coleman and Travis Hunter. And yes, people, Kevin Kevin Coleman was a five mm-hmm. star pretty much for the duration of time for his senior year. Go do your research. But on top of that, uh, two two top one hundred players, those two guys were mm-hmm. what were one of what one of six schools in the country that did it, and they're both playing the same position. All right, there's that. You got Shane Hooks, a three star. You got uh. Uh, Cam Buckley, uh, which was a four-star. You got Quay Davis, which was a four-star. You have Jonas Fertillion, who just coming in, who's mm-hmm. barely, you know what I'm saying, fighting for battle time as, as a three-star. 6'5", man, look like t- baby T.O. I mean, then we're sitting here with um, Rico, 
You got Rico. Um, Rico Ward. Uh, what is his last? Is it Ward? Rico. Rico Ward. Ward. Rico. You, you, no, Phillips no, no, no. I, I forget his last no, name. It's not Ward. You're talking about from uh, South Carolina? Rico Powers. My goodness. My mind went blank. Zoe, you it's, messed uh, me up. Rico Go ahead, Powers. Man. Rico Powers. Yeah. It's too, it's too many words. We got Rico Powers coming in as a four-star. Then at tight end, you know, we still got uh, KBM Mullins as a four-star. Uh, don't worry about it. Just, uh, just keep going. I, got, I, I, uh, I, I'll catch a slack. Got Go Jesse, ahead. You got 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 Jensi Riley as a three star. You got uh, Hayden, uh Hayden, the Hayden new transfer from Marshall who was a three star. Uh, Hay- Hayden Hagler. You still got a uh, uh, Christian Allen who was a four star at one point. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mississippi uh, football at four A. Uh, 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 I mean, look, we got so many. We got like eighteen receivers. It's hard to even remember all of them. But I mean. Er- but all of them are three star better. We only have one that wasn't rated, mm-hmm. and that was Eric Simmons, and he's I mean, a speedster, by the way. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you. I thought you. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Right, now you find what I'm just saying, but we're, we're, we're loaded, you know. And and um, the thing is, is you know, and I even mentioned Malachi Wyman, and Malachi is coming in the conference leader in touchdown receptions, coming back with twelve, playing only seven games. And, you know, being that he was late to come into camp, you know, you know, Malachi's battling, you know what I'm saying, for, for playing time right now. Did you and mention Rucker? conference leader in touchdown receptions. I got the slack. I'm, I didn't mention Rucker. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me jump in this thing. Let me jump in this thing. <laughs> so, 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 so to Another point, four star. I mean, if you go unit by unit, you know, uh, he mentioned Shane Hooks. I want to make sure we highlight the fact that a much improved, much more physically fit looking Shane Hooks, who's, mm-hmm. um, yes. you know, as of right now, mirrored to being, you know, wide receiver one right now. You know, you mentioned Willie Gaines, who I thought was a great pickup uh, from Dodge City. Absolute uh, dynamic in the return game. Absolutely dynamic in the slot. Cam Buckley, you mentioned him. You mentioned um, Dallas Daniels. And I think is that if you ask me, Dallas Daniels, I think is going to be a starter. He, I think he's going to start in Miami. That's just my, this is my honest opinion. If you ask me right now, I agree. And this is not Tiger talk. This is just Ken Clark saying who I would factor in. Um, I'm not going to put Travis Hunter in there because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zero in Travis Hunter and starting that cornerback. But I mean, I got Shane Hooks, I got Dallas Daniels, I got Kevin Coleman, and either Cam Buckley or Quay Davis. That's just those are my four. You know, possibly DJ Stevens at tight end. But here's the point I'm making. Even with those four, to Zoe's point, the second unit that comes behind those are starters on any team. Any in the other conference. team in the sweat. And I do mean from Z, I, th- I mean from one to four. And then you go to the third level. It's pretty much the same type situation. So they, they, I'm, I'm, it's, it's there now. Too. Now, granted, we're talking about on paper. Granted, we're talking about what they've done at other schools and what we've seen them do. It's got to all come together. But when you, this is the thing I want to make sure we factor in. We got a new offensive coordinator. When you go back and listen to Coach Prime, who just recently talked about how he got to bringing uh, uh, Coach Bartoloni in, he did his homework, reached out to some great sources. And this is the right hire that they feel that could come in and take advantage of the, all the weapons that we have as a full unit with a, with, a, with a great quarterback coming in in the sophomore season. And now he's got a, a, a unit where he can attack defenses and make them highly uncomfortable. Now, we all feel like we're going to run some resemblance of the air raid. So if you look at that, you're looking at having these types of um, um, weapons, you know, at your disposal. I think we're going to see a a, a fast attack. So we're hearing fast. We're hearing attack. 
so so let me get this right. We're gonna go. We got a, We got a much improved offensive line. Mm-hmm. We got a, a a seasoned sophomore quarterback coming in. We got wide receivers that look like grown men now because they look physically fit. You know what I mean? And now you got an attack style offense with a great running game. It sounds like to me it's a recipe for uh, success. So um, I really like our chances in our wide receiver room. Zoe, you miss you mentioned you did not mention one person that I was waiting for you to mention, and that's Mr. Mark Pope transferred in from Miami. You fa- you failed to mention Mark Pope, <laughs> another four star. Yeah, but you can't name four them all. You have the list in front of you. You, you can't. You got to name the list, and we and, and this is and listen. For, for, for me real. and Zoe to be struggling with names That's, as much as we used to you spout everything. out these. Me too. That tells you that it's like core two. And I, I'm, but this is all we used to do. And it's like, I forget. Oh, I forgot about him. Forgot about him. And that's how it is. We say that a lot. For years. Yeah, man. Listen, he forgot, about, he forgot about Toronto Rooker. At one point, Toronto Rooker was the highest rated recruit in Jack State history. I mean, this was a, a year facts. ago. Think about that now. Think about the highest. Re- the highest recruit in Jack State history. At, and it's been we, we, got, we got two or three since then who are higher than him. But yes, than, yes, less than a year later. We forget. Well, though, so just slip your mind. I won't say you forgot about it. So that just tells you the depth in this wide receiver room. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah, but but also we have to mention too. You know, and speaking of the wide receivers, you know, we we can't undersell the fact of well, you know, that's Shador my next thing. Going so, from year one to year two, let's you know, let's, let's roll, let's bro. Go you know? We're going there. Because what are we talking about? We're talking about areas of strength last season that are even stronger. Mm-hmm. Areas where we've gotten better. So wide receiver room was strength. So if you want to get to the, we have some other ones. Let's yeah, get man. right to it. Quarterback, right? We had the, you know, the Quill Glass. Shout out to Quill Glass. But we had the best quarterback. In the swag, if not the best, second best. I'm not here to start any controversy. Whatever, best, second best, whatever. We had one of the top quarterbacks in the swag who was a freshman, a true freshman. So, and you said it though. The, typically, in any sport, right, your biggest jump is going to be from year one to year two. So, if Shadur was as solid as he was last season, look at the completion percentage, look at the touchdown to interception ratio, and just everything that comes along with it. With the O line that we talked about, with the lack of a, a consistent running game, so if we've improved all those areas around him, and then he makes that leap that any freshman to sophomore should make, I mean, man, what can we expect from him? I mean, we don't want to put unfair expectations on him, but. I mean, that's what he set himself up for. I tell you what, logically, if since we're talking about the O-line, let's just take a look at the last four games of the season last year. Alcorn game, Shadour barely threw for 200 yards. I think he threw over under 200 yards. Go to the Swiss Championship game. He didn't yeah, throw not one touchdown. Keith Corbin. No, he threw one touchdown. Keith Corbin. One touchdown, so to Malachi Wyman. Swag championship it. game. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Keith Corbin with the Alcorn. Yeah, Swag championship. He threw one touchdown to Malachi Wyman, but he didn't have yeah, two hundred yards passing stepped up for. for the uh, Swag championship game either. That's right. That's right. He, he didn't have he he didn't have two hundred yards for the Swag championship game. He didn't have two hundred yards for the uh, Alcorn game as well. So w- the point I'm making is that Shadur threw for like what it was like thirty three hundred yards, like just under thirty four hundred yards, right? So bear in mind, even the Delta State game wasn't a great game for him. Shadour seriously, logistically, logically, I'm sorry, could have thrown for 4,000 yards in his freshman campaign. Mm-hmm. And it's not even far-fetched to say that. You know, and, and, and this is my – he put up the numbers and the high percentage, that he, completion percentage that he had. Was we'll say inconsistent on line, line play. How about that? Let, that, let that marinate. We, on that, don't well, ask well, Coach Prime. Inconsistent, inconsistent <laughs> O-line play. 
Go ahead. <laughs> I got that right. Got that right. But 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 Marion on it. You know, we we had what we had, and he still put up the numbers that he had in a freshman campaign. That's unheard of. And like I stated, you know, beforehand, the only other freshman quarterback to put up comparable numbers to him was Steve McNair. That's fact. It's not hyperbole. And so now you take that, and we and like Ken mentioned, you 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 factor in upgraded O line play. Mm-hmm. You know, more depth at the running back position. Also, we talk mm-hmm. about the tight ends, but the utilization of the tight end. Plus the plus this depth at wide receiver in an attacking style offense, and it's very logical to see your uh, to visualize and see Shador throwing four thousand plus yards, forty mm-hmm. touchdowns. He's already not a high so turnover guy as a freshman, which That's so impressive. Most seniors don't even put up the interception number. Yeah, most seniors don't even put up the interception number that he's putting. So uh, can Shador put in a four four thousand plus yards, forty touchdowns? Completing about six five percent of his passes, I mean, I'm going to go on record and say that Shador is going to win the Connolly Trophy in Mississippi next year. Oof. Lead us to an undefeated season. Win the Swag Championship. A lot of weight on this young man. That's, 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 that's spicy right there, man. Shoulders. It's a lot. I'll, I'll take. I'll take this approach. <laughs> New offensive coordinator that Shador seems to be building really good camaraderie with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the the interviews they've done and the words they've yep. said about one another, I think that's going to bode well. Here's what I do think, fellas, and this is something that I – it just was a sore spot for me last year. If we go faster, I'm happy, Corey and Zoe, because I feel like – you remember there were games where we just were moving like at a snail's pace. It just took forever. And I feel like when Shador would take – this is why, you know, I feel like um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Coach Bartolone is, is, is just as, as good of an offensive coordinator as he is an, as a quarterback's coach. Because one of the things that you could have been critical of if you wanted to crit- criticize Shador is uh, I feel like he held the ball a little too long sometimes in the game. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I also feel like if he could shorten, yeah. if, if the coaches can, do, can uh, help him to improve, because we're talking about getting to that next level and, and, and really seeing him improve, I want to see him take – I don't want to see him take nine steps to backwards because back, if you go back into last season, when you watched him play, sometimes a five yard pass was like a 15 yard pass. It looked like we went for a long pass, but it was really just short and we only got three yards. So if you can shorten that, that, that fall back, make, you know, he can make his reads a lot quicker and he can get that ball out. So to your point, that's going, that's going, that's going to fix a lot of those, uh, um, I would say, wasted plays. And then we had a lot of miscommunication at, at times. Um, I'm just looking at the things that we saw opportunities with. So you got a faster offense. You got a much more dynamic wide receiver core. You have a I, – I made this point just talking uh, to you guys just off the, off, the, uh, off the show. If you look at Shador, since you mentioned him at Swag Media Day 2021, go look at him Swag Media Day 2022 and look at the difference in his body. Mm-hmm. He looks a whole lot more slimmer. He, his face is in his, uh, but he doesn't have that baby fat on mm-hmm. his face. He looked like starting. He's, he, I know his nickname grown. He's starting to look like a grown no, man. man now, right? Mm-hmm. So I do feel like that's gonna bode well for him. And uh, can, I like can, to see him get the. He's a little bit taller. He's grown. He, he's not. And I, listen. I'm six three, Zo, Zo, Zo six four, man. And he's Zo, a lot taller Zo, than slight, he is. T- slightly taller than me. I'm telling you right now. When I stood next to Zo, Zo and Shador is about the same, the same height. Because I've stood right next to him. Look, I'm looking up to him. I'm six three, so I don't know where they get this six one six two from. Well, Maybe they talking about with his shoes okay. off. Um, but we're talking about either. a growth spurt. He probably was six one last season. Probably was. No. 
No, because remember on the press conference, remember? Man, I'm telling you, I felt like it. But again, he had that, you know, he had the big little, you know, had the little fro, so maybe that could have been a little bit of it. But to the point, though, like we said, just stay on task. And the much more improved offensive line, Zoe, I think the numbers, Zoe kind of stole my thunder, Corey, because I mentioned that 4,040. You know, 4,000 yards passing, 40 touchdowns. I think it's doable. He got to about 32, 33 touchdowns. I want to say he had, what, five, six uh, rushing touchdowns. Um, Interceptions went up toward the end of the year. Yeah, they did. Forgot about that. Um, Zoe made a really good point. I thought that was real, a really good point because if you carried it over to the Celebration Bowl, he also didn't throw for 200, I don't think, in that game either. One one reception, that was to keep Corbin. Uh, so I think there are some games and there are some opportunities where he's going to be able to do some numbers. And I think Coach Bartoloni, a new and improved offensive line and a new and improved higher firepower uh, wide receiver core is going to help get Shador to that, ne- that next level. Mm-hmm. So if we can see those little small uh, fundamental things that I do feel like he's going to improve upon, hey, we'll be onto the swag, man. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Easily he can do 4,000. Well, well, I'll tell you what, Corey, just to see we're speaking on domination. I think we're going to open up game goes, over the game. Just give me, just, just give me a W against them jokers, man. I just want to be family. I, 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 I ain't going to get into the stats yet. I, the just win the game. I, <laughs> I, I, I really think the fours are going to run wild. It'll be our fourth straight time being family. His name ain't Zoe DeLorean for nothing, man. But go ahead. Let's see. Going, let's see. Now, let's keep it in the, in the quarterback <laughs> room. We're talking about areas where we've improved. Obviously, with your door, we expect to see a leap. We expect to see a jump. But what about just, again, the room itself in terms of the backups? Because we brought some brought in some key additions, some guys who we feel, you know, what we've seen, what we've heard, right, whispers here and there, can step in. Now, we, we want Shadour. We want him to stay healthy. But it's football. Right. And last season we were worried, man, you know, a couple of times he got kind of hit, dinged up, missed a play here, missed a possession there. Uh, But this season, looking at the backups, I think we've upgraded that room as well with what we brought in. I think so, too. Yeah. When you mentioned. uh, You mentioned uh, Ohio State transfer. I mean, the guy, his his reputation proceeds. Yeah, and he, he's what I want to say. He's the top 10 in California history in passing yards over a high school career. Got finished with just a shade under 11,000 passing yards in high school. And mm. in the same offense that he's running at Jackson State. So, you know, again, continuity, able to help Shadour uh, with the verbiage and lingo, lingo of the offense. Uh, come play in the air raid um, offense pretty much his whole entire high school career. But then he's coming in at number two. Then you also factor in, Temple. you know, Matt Batali, uh played at Temple Transfer. Uh, I like his game. He has moxie, plays with an attitude, willing to stick his nose in there. He's mobile, has a has an adequate arm, not a strong rifle, but an adequate arm. Um, so you know, we then you, you mentioned Grayson, but 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 Matthew, Matthew Batali and JP Andrade, especially JP. JP is really really good. Um, throws a nice ball. Um, but again, him having um, knowledge of the offense uh, from his career, and again that personal relationship that he has with um, Bartolone, I think is going to pose well for us. And uh, again, he stays ready. So if God forbid everything happens to Shadour, we won't have to freak out and think you know saying the season is lost because I agree with that. I think uh, one other per- one other name to mention is um, uh, Norman Douglas. I like Norman Douglas. He's an athlete. Uh, got decent accuracy. If you go back and look at him, I think he played Lackawanna uh, Nuggets uh, childhood friend and. I think he's uh, – the quarterback room itself, I think, is you, – you look at, to Zoe's point, 
you got to uh, go back to the spring game and you look at what JP was able to do. I liked his ability to stand in the pocket, uh, make quick reads, get the ball out, and he got some wheels on him. If he have to get out and run, he can definitely get out and move around a little bit. About to take your don't run. sleep on Vitaly, man. Matt Matt ran one in in the spring game, um, and I mean he's a, he's a little he's a firecracker, man. He's agile, he's quick, little little, little shorter, kind of kind of got that Doug Flutie style, you know, type <laughs> type uh, uh, vibe to him, man. Uh, for real, he move around pretty That's well. A good but um, That's a good uh, Grayson uh, returning from last year, like I said, I like what you mentioned about the camaraderie and the terminology and the ability to go into the room when you when you think about a coach Bartoloni and you think about uh, the things that you're hearing with him and, and a great teacher of the of the offense, a great uh, communicator and the ability to extract the things that the quarterbacks do well, I think you're going to see uh, some some good competition there. And like I said, I think, uh, God forbid, QB1, uh, it, uh, nothing happens to where he's not able to complete the season like he did last year. But if something was to happen or we needed to, uh, a stopgap for a little while. I think we got more than a more than capable uh, backup room, um, a lot better than what I would say uh, we might have had. We've seen uh, over the past uh, uh, season. So I like what we got. I like our chances. Definitely, no doubt, no doubt. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.